this episode of Mentor Chat, Ashley and I are speaking with Charlene Alexander-Joseph, Director of Workforce Development at Mentor, on the importance of leveraging relationships in the workplace. You will hear how organizations like Hyatt, Microsoft, and LinkedIn are supporting the future of the workforce through mentorship. Charlene also provides some great tips and strategies for how caring adults can support and retain young people in the workplace through intentional engagement. If you are an employer, employee, or a young person looking for career opportunities, this is one episode you don't want to miss. Make yourself comfortable and listen to our chat with Charlene. So hi, Charlene. Thanks for joining us today. We're really excited to have a conversation with you. But I was wondering before we dive in, if you could share with the listeners a little about yourself, uh, your role at Mentor as the Director of Workforce Development and some of what you do. Hi, Ashley and Michelle. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to come and and speak to your audience. So just like you noted, my name is Charlene, and I serve as the Director of Workforce Development at Mentors National Office. Um, I am the first ever Director of Workforce Development for National, which is really an exciting opportunity for me. I think it's really important to share that uh, Mentor really recognized that our country's workplaces are in this place where they really want to increase the support for young people and increase inclusivity in the workplace. And so they knew that they wanted to hire a director of workforce development to lead that work. And so I started uh, January 2020. So about six weeks before the pandemic, so I had a riveting be five business days in the office before, <laughs> before the pandemic uh, closed me up into my dining room, which is where I typically work. But it's an honor to do this work. I think Things I'd love uh, to share about myself and about why I'm passionate about this work is I served as an AmeriCorps member uh, in my early 20s, uh, specifically AmeriCorps Highland Street Ambassadors of Mentoring was what the program was called out of uh, the Massachusetts Mentoring Partnership. And so I've been in love with uh, serving, specifically serving in a youth development capacity, you know, since then. So I've been a part of this movement for 12 plus years now. It's been a journey in thinking about how long I've been a part of the movement. Um, and so that's, I think what keeps me here and what inspires me is really supporting young people and the caring adults who think about them and getting resources to help young people find strong career pathways that make sense for them. So it's a little bit about me, a little bit about the work. I also come to the table and, and come to my work as a director of workforce development with intentionality about expanding the definition of success for young people. So I grew up in a single parent home, a first-generation American, first-generation college attendee, and um, those come with a lot of privileges and a a lot of stresses and concerns. And so for me, there's this cool opportunity to lead uh, workforce development at a national-facing mentoring support organization and making sure that we're providing resources for mentoring programs and caring adults to help young people better understand what jobs they can access and what occupations are out there beyond what they know. How exciting to start (laughs) right at the pandemic. I honestly can't even imagine because everything that I know we knew coming into the pandemic was turned up on its head. So I imagine, and I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but feel like learning the job over and over again as we kind (laughs) of level back out. So <laughs> it's a humbling experience, right? To, to start something new uh, as a healthy risk, right? To start a new job. And then obviously none of us knew what our lives would look like uh, by, by the second, third month of, of 2020. But I think the, 
the drive and passion to help young people um, secure employment and caring adults to help young people retain their employment is, is a drive that we're going to have no matter what happens. Like, you know, uh, medical pandemic emergencies, social justice inequities, either one still need real strong attention and intentionality of being good to our young people. So as first ever director of workforce development for mentors, if you could, because when people ask me, I'm like, "Ah, what does the day-to-day look like for you and working to, as you mentioned, increase inclusivity in the workplace and expand the definition of success for young people? Like what what does that entail in your day-to-day? Absolutely. So a lot of my work will always focus on making sure that young people get equal access and opportunities to leverage their strengths and their abilities so that they're able to find a job that will allow them to grow a career path. And I also think a lot of the work that I do focuses on workplaces that can either learn to center relationships or already center relationships, but they want to enhance it uh, by providing young people a sense of belonging through mentorship. Because that's what's going to help young people realize their long-term career potential. For me, I think about the first job I ever had as a telemarketer. I think my second job was working like at Little Caesars. And I remember these experiences very, very clearly. Even my third job, like still in high school, I had a lot of jobs as a young person. Uh, so in high school, I worked at a uh, an independent elderly home. Uh, it was really affluent neighborhood. Like they had their own kind of restaurant and dining room in the center of like their campus. And I would waitress there and then bartend there. And then in the kitchen there, there were so many different experiences. But in all those experiences, what I remember are the people and how the caring adults in those spaces treated me, right? Some treated me really well, some did not. And I'm obviously way beyond 16 years old. And I still remember those experiences pretty vividly. So a lot of the work and the day-to-day pieces really look like uh, supporting caring adults in corporations and companies, supporting caring adults who are mentors to young people who are prepared to work and having the tools and resources that they need to mentor a young person successfully when we're talking about professional development and career readiness opportunities. So a concrete example is Hyatt Hotels. Our colleagues there are really interested in enhancing their mentoring program that they call Rise High. And the Rise High program specifically is focusing on uh, entry-level staff members and specifically opportunity youth, young people ages 16 to 24 who are not connected to school and work, are coming into Hyatt probably for the first time having a professional or formal position and um, having these young people matched with mentors in the hotels who are maybe a little bit more senior who are in the same department, someone who can support them, but not necessarily has to be their direct supervisor, right? So you have this opportunity to get comfortable with your supervisor, you know, talk to them about your day-to-day tasks, but you also have this other colleague who is intentionally checking up on you and having your back and making sure that you're doing well at the job and how you're feeling at the job. And so we're trying to support organizations like Hyatt really build a web of support around a young person to make sure that they're retaining their position past that 90-day period. They're retaining the positions that they're really immersed in it and that they're starting to think about and look at a career path potentially in maybe hospitality or whatever industry that they're in. I think that was a really great tangible example of like what Hyatt is doing. Especially we may have some people listening who are employers or who maybe want to incorporate mentorship within their workplace or even young people who are in the workforce. So do you have any other specific examples what people can do 
to leverage relationships and build mentorship within the workplace? It's a great question, Ashley. So thinking about with young people and, and helping them leverage relationships and caring adults in general, Mentor National has developed a curriculum that we call Connect, Focus, Grow. And that curriculum is an amazing opportunity for caring adults and young people. So being managers of young people, young people themselves and their mentors to engage in a curriculum that helps them really develop or enhance their relationship um, kind of and communication skills. So in Connect, Focus, Grow, it's a three section training. We talk about in the Connect section, uh, relationship building and practicing curiosity and asking open-ended questions. In the focus section, we really uh, narrow in on goal setting and how do you support a mentee in identifying goals, short-term and long-term, as well as really thinking about leveraging their personal strengths and what assets do they come and bring to the table. And then in the grow section, we have an opportunity to lift up growth mindset theory by Carol DeWick and also to help our mentees, our young people start thinking about um, how do you give feedback and receive feedback in the workplace? How do you recognize that you have agency and that you're bringing a fresh and new and exciting perspective probably to the organization? Like they need you just as much as you need them. So don't be afraid to speak up, but there is a manner to uh, present yourself so that you're actually really heard and taken seriously. And so Connect Focus Grow is a wonderful opportunity for us at Mentor and, and through our Mentor Affiliate Network to support corporate entities, uh, mentors of young people and young people themselves, and really diving into how to have high quality relationships uh, with an opportunity to better support the sustainability of the relationship too, and really help helping young people feel comfortable in their career exploration opportunity. I think it's also important to note that you know, our mentor network, uh, the cornerstone for our work is our elements of effective practice. And, and that uh, document is, is a free and open sourced uh, resource on our website. And with that uh, cornerstone document, we have developed a workplace supplement. So we have an opportunity to talk about the elements of effective practice for workplace mentoring programs as well as organizations are considering developing their program. If folks listening are interested in Connect, Focus, Grow, here at the Mentoring Partnership, we can work with them to offer that training and help support them in getting that started in their own workplace. While interacting with young people in the workplace, it is important to consider how helpful a mentoring mindset would be as you manage young employees who are not always aware of office protocols. The Mentoring Partnerships Connect, Focus, Grow training is an excellent conversation that will support you and your team in thinking with a mentoring mindset and being ready to support a young employee with the means to increase their professional connections. To learn more about our Connect, Focus, Grow training, please contact the Mentoring Partnership at 412-281-2535 or by emailing us at info at mentoringpittsburgh.org. I was also uh, going to say that I think thinking about this, it's such like a revolutionary way of thinking about the workplace for both young people and adults, honestly. Working can be a really positive experience or sometimes just a really, what's the word I'm looking for? I know for some people it can be, for young people too, even traumatizing, depending on like the environment that people are working in and that has lasting impacts. And the idea of equipping young people with the skills to find their own agency and like their own voice in a workplace, I think is 
really powerful because uh, I think often a workplace is seen as you're just there to produce to allow young people the space. Oh no, the workplace is a space for you to explore your own growth, to like build your networks and take up space and like build yourself. You're not just there for your employer, you're there for yourself too. Absolutely. And I think it's that that notion that you noted actually around you're not there just for your employer is really important. And I think a lot of employers, um, they're they already know this piece that you know their employees are not there for them specifically. They're there for the organization's culture, right? They're there for what they think um, the organization can provide them and that they can benefit from as a professional that's developing themselves. And I think that's a crucial key point. So that's really why people usually are coming in the door. But then how do you retain the young employee is with the relationship, right? And that's where it actually is about the uh, the employer and the employee or the, the mentor of the young person in the workplace and the, and the young person. That's where relationships really start to matter. And that's where there's a significant opportunity for caring adults to really be intentional about how they are engaging and working with the young person. I also think it's important when young people have an opportunity to do some career exploration. It may not necessarily be a job placement or accepting a job, but just an opportunity to do some professional development, some career exploration, a mock interview or job shadow. We have a resource that we developed at uh, Mentor, which are some helpful action items that young people can use when they're doing uh, professional development opportunities. And so the gist of the document really is sharing that there's an opportunity for young people to do some of the action steps that Mentor is suggesting to advance their career plans, right? So we want young people to really uh, connect to their purpose and think about what are the responsibilities and activities that really excite you, things that motivate you. Use those motivations and engagement points to start drawing up a list of things that you might want to do professionally. And then when you're making that list of your interests, I think it's also important to start thinking about who are the trusted people in your life that you can start to talk to them about your inspirations and make that overt concrete ask to those caring adults about, can you connect me to somebody who might be able to help me with this dream? For example, when I was young, I had a dream of being an artist. Spoiler alert, I can barely draw a stick figure, but it was a nice aspiration. You know, it's good to have. And I remember being, I think about like 11 years old with some pastels and I was trying really hard. And um, a woman who worked in our local cafeteria, like a local cafe, uh, saw me drawing. She was like, oh, what is, what's that you're drawing? And I told her I was trying to draw an, an astronaut, something I saw on the, on the cover of a book. And she was giving me tips and advice. And she's like, well, when you draw a picture and profile, you do it like this. She had all this expertise I didn't even know, right? So adults just taking interest in what young people are interested in also helps broaden the young person's mindset of, wow, she's not just a lady at the cafe that runs the front counter. She's she's a person with also interests and aspirations and hobbies and et cetera. So I always like to recommend to young people to really try to connect to their purpose. And if they're not sure what that is, to start jotting down what those interests are, what those things that motivate you are, what those things that excite you are. Because then we can use that as caring adult in somebody's life. You can use that as an adult to help a young person find something that's exciting or find a new purpose. And that's how we really start to help young people expand their definition of success too. I think um, just even in the resource that you're talking about, it connects back to one of the episodes we had on season one of the podcast around making the most of mentoring. And I love that there's a tool on what that really looks like in a, in a workplace, because 
it, it empowers a young person to be that advocate for themselves and be able to self-advocate and ask for help and be specific where there may be an absence of a formal mentoring or a mentoring opportunity in their workplace. So yeah. you mentioned the intention that Hyatt has to creating connections with young people and helping um, young people leverage the power of relationships within their corporation. Um, and, and not all corporations have that opportunity, but but that tool and, and those points help empower young people, right, to create those opportunities for themselves. I love that you clearly outline that organizations that want to develop something that, that may be absent can also call the mentoring partnership for support to kind of help develop that, roll that out and brainstorm what that would look like for their individual organization. There's training support. There's a model, right? They don't have to reinvent the wheel when it comes to developing and creating something to help support young people in the workplace. So my question is, if I am an organization listening, or I work for an organization, how can I begin conversations in my workplace to get this started? How can individual people commit to providing mm -hmm. this workplace type mentoring support in absence of maybe having something formal in their organization? That's a wonderful uh, question. And I'm glad you asked it because I'm not sure if you, if you knew or not, but that mentor we got an opportunity to launch our first ever marketing campaign around workplace equity for young people. And it was called the Workplace Equity Pledge. So we asked folks to turn up their impact. And this was in partnership with American Student Assistance. And we really wanted an opportunity to provide some tangible supports to everyday caring adults uh, to really expand hiring opportunities for young people. And so once people log on to the website, they have an opportunity to see uh, the Workplace Equity Pledge. And by taking the pledge, they're really committing to one of the nine actions that we're providing them here. And once uh, they take the pledge, it will take them to a uh, resource page where all those nine actions become live hyperlinks. So one of the opportunities for caring adults is to think about getting introduced to a mentoring mindset and doing a 15-minute free training right there on Mentor National's website around how do you understand what a mentoring mindset is. Something that can be done in the workplace for uh, individual people, we have developed a one-pager that folks can take to their HR departments or their managers to really start having a conversation about, can we start a workplace mentoring program? And how, how can we do that? What would it look like? And so we've developed a one-pager talking about the importance of workplace mentoring and why it matters and providing some stats and statistics that people can bring to their workplace. Individuals can also, if they are LinkedIn members, go into LinkedIn and search the hashtag open to work. Look at the young job seekers that you're seeing on LinkedIn and think about providing access or opening up your network to a young person that you would have probably never come across if you didn't go and search for them. So there's really concrete ways that people can be um, caring, supportive allies in this work around workplace equity for young people. And, and that's a concrete resource that individuals can do. I also think uh, back to Ashley's question earlier about like who else is doing really good work in this space. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Microsoft and LinkedIn have been really strong uh, supporters of mentoring work. And specifically, they've been strong supporters through their digital inclusion work at Microsoft Philanthropies and uh, LinkedIn's career coaches have been amazing partners as well. And so on our website, we have a really strong blog piece, an interview that we did in May with uh, Microsoft 
leader, Naria Santa, and uh, social impact leader at LinkedIn, Kami Erickson, talking about digital inclusion work and community engagement work that they're doing, and in supporting mentoring programs, specifically in talking about the digital divide and trying to bridge that gap. So there are a lot of big, you know, organizations and, and large uh, brands that really are passionate about the power of mentoring and want to join the mentoring movement or are in the mentoring movement with us. And so it's a really exciting time for us to really lift up workplace mentoring. And again, it's an honor to, to lead the charge for that too. I was thrilled to see the workplace equity pledge become available in, in that initiative because in that equity pledge, there's tons of resources on how individuals from any industry can really be more mentor-like in their interactions and expand possibilities for young people. You don't have to know it. Each individual industry or career cluster that's available, it's yeah. creating those opportunities, right? Being able to be willing to listen and um, foster the sparks that young people have and expand opportunities through your social networks to create um, ways for young people to be successful, not only in the workplace. We will share all this in the show notes so listeners can get that information. I also wanted to share from Michelle's point around kind of career exploration. And if caring adults don't know much about uh, an occupation or an industry that young people are interested in, our federal government does have uh, an online portal. It's called ONET, ONET Online, and it's sponsored by the uh, U.S. Department of Labor. And it's free, onetonline.org, for those who don't know it or aren't familiar with it. And when you get onto ONET, there are a few um, task bars that you can pick and you can literally find occupations. You can look at career clusters, just like Michelle was talking about. You can look at what we call job families. So if you're interested in art, like I was when I was younger, you can put in, you know, graphic artists or visual artists and see what other careers or, or jobs pop up um, in relation to that. You can also see and start to expand the definition of success for young people or young people can log onto that website and do it themselves because it's it's very much free and available to all of us. So there are resources out there to help us and help us help our young people um, be the best version of themselves uh, so we don't have to do it alone. Have you gotten any like feedback or heard anything from the corporate partners, those who have signed the workplace equity pledge, young people or others involved with workplace mentoring? Have you gotten any feedback from them about the impacts that this work is having? Yes, and I'm smiling ear to ear because in June, we had an opportunity to lift up a mentor-mentee match from New York. The young person was part of an AmeriCorp, Service Corp uh, position with uh, the CUNY school system and specifically Queens College. And they were working at a nonprofit, a health based nonprofit, uh, and they got matched with a mentor, specifically through the National Mentoring Project, which is something that we are honored to be partnering with the Schultz Family Foundation in doing. And that work specifically is, is trying to lift up high quality research and evidence-based practices around what good quality workplace mentoring is. And so this young person and their mentor were matched through that program. And we had a chance to lift up their story on a national platform. And I got to hear from this young woman and she shared that the best part about doing the Connect, Focus, Grow uh, training prior to being matched with her mentor is uh, she didn't really think about the fact that she could have a say and uh, that she could share with her mentor what she thought was like correct or incorrect. And through the mentoring relationship and because the mentor also got the Connect, Focus, Grow training, the mentor also felt like it helped 
them intentionally think about how they're going to organize their time when checking in and being present with their mentee. And so with those pieces of the young person feeling the self-confidence and agency to say, hey, I have ideas, and the mentor really understanding that they're a guide to the young person, they're, again, supporting the young person and being the best version of themselves and getting through the work tasks, but also being reflective in the process. They both had a really positive experience. And so something that the young person said that really stuck with me, she said, it's, this is the most respectful uh, work opportunity I've ever had. Like, I didn't realize that work could be this kind. And that really stuck with me. And the mentor was beaming ear to ear because they were on the line too. And the mentor had every right to be proud of themselves. They should be proud of themselves for providing this young person an experience that feels different than any other work experience that they had, providing them an experience that they're going to remember positively for the rest of their life. And they're going to think fondly, not just on that nonprofit organization, but probably the nonprofit sector and probably the health sector. So it's literally one instance, one summer six weeks that the person spent with this young person that has influenced how they're going to think about the labor market, how they're going to think about the nonprofit sector and the health sector. That's a big deal. It's really exciting when it's done well uh, to leave that that positive vibe uh, and energy for a young person. I appreciate you sharing with the listeners just the, the resources and the effectiveness, the impact that the work is having and just appreciated our conversation. And, and before we wrap up today, I wanted to just give you an opportunity to share, and you've shared a lot throughout the conversation, but just wanted to give you an opportunity to share um, any personal mentoring story that you've had that really stuck with you. Oh, man, I have a lot of, um, I think. A warm thank you to to Marty Martinez, who is now the chief officer for the Office of Health and Human Services of the city of Boston. But before he did that amazing work, he was someone who always kept an eye on me and wrote me a recommendation letter for grad school. And then kind of going in reverse chronological order, a warm thank you to Robert Sicht, who was my high school guidance counselor. And they came the beginning of my sophomore year of high school and they saw my PSAT scores, and they're like, you are college material. And he was the first person to ever say that to me, because I did not think college was an option for me. Um, I, I was not planning on going to college before he opened his mouth and said anything. So I think that kind older Jewish man looking at this, you know, young Black girl and saying, you're somebody and you're something special, because it did shift the trajectory of what I did with myself professionally. And then the story I want to spend the most time with is in the fourth grade, I got matched in the Big Brother Big Sister program with a mentor and her name was or is Amanda Bigelow. We called her Mandy. And it was, I think we were matched together for three months. And Mandy was a student at Harvard at the time. I was a fourth grader. My mom signed me up. I'm an only child. And she's like, you need some kind of social outlet that is not me. And so I got matched with Mandy and it was the first opportunity I had to really have an intimate relationship with the white person and also an opportunity to see somebody who was in college. She would take me to Harvard's campus. Um, I remember her helping me write a letter saying that Harvard should continue doing the Big Brother Big Sister program because it's so great because I really liked the program. Uh, she was just she was a joy to be around and even all these years later because obviously not 10 years old anymore like there's that Maya Angelou quote that always sits with me, that they may forget what you said, but they never forget how you made them feel. And Mandy made me feel like I was super special and super important. And that experience has always sat with me. 
Mandy was from Minnesota. And I say this out loud because if anybody knows Amanda Bigelow from Minnesota, please tell her Charlene's out here trying to say thank you. Uh, we had that instance in fourth grade and I never, I never saw her again. It's almost like an angel and then she vanished. So I, I hope that her life is going amazingly well. Um, and I thank her for her time too. So it's, I've been blessed with a, an abundance of caring adults along my way. Sometimes I had to see it and realize that they were there for me and others were very, very overt. So shout out and thanks to all of them, but especially Marty Martinez, Robert Sticht, and Amanda Bigelow. All right. I think that's a great call to action for listeners. We need to go viral and find Mandy, everyone. <laughs> find her. <laughs> Hashtag find Mandy. <laughs> But thank you for sharing those stories and for taking some time out of your day to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you both sincerely. It's, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. The National Mentoring Project and its Connect Focus Grow curriculum is designed to ensure that youth professionals have what they need to thrive in the workplace and embark on sustainable career journeys. For the past two years, the Mentoring Partnership of Southwestern Pennsylvania has collaborated with Partner for Work to deliver Connect Focus Grow training to its summer learn and earn corporate internship participants. In order to shed light and expand on what Charlene discussed during our chat, I want to give two local examples of how this work is impacting youth in our region. I will share two quotes from young people who participated in past summer's workplace mentoring experience. By having a mentor in the workplace, I was able to feel confident and supported during my internship experience. After the conclusion of my internship, my mentor wrote a reference letter for me, which enabled me to get a nursing support job at a local hospital. This mentoring relationship helped me to attain a job that will prepare me for my future career as a nurse. The other quote that was shared was, for adults looking to support young people in the workplace, we are here. There are so many of us young people who, after high school graduation, need support and guidance in navigating our steps into the world. There are so many options we can take in choosing a career path, and we would gladly take the assistance from any adults willing to give it. As you hear those two testimonials from young people who participated in a workplace mentoring experience, as you can see, despite what you know or don't know, young people are eager to receive that support and are looking for adults to bring that mentoring mindset to their places of employment. So if our listeners are looking for a way to volunteer in a mentoring-like way, doing so through your place of employment may be a great option. If you would like to learn more about our Connect Focus Grow curriculum, or if you are looking for ways to provide mentoring opportunities in your place of business, we would love to help. Please reach out to the Mentoring Partnership at mentoringpittsburgh.org, and we'd be happy to make connections for you. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for episode four, where Ashley and I will be chatting with our New York affiliate partner, CEO, Brenda Jimenez. So you don't miss this or future Mentor Chat episodes. Be sure to hit subscribe. Mentor Chat is written, produced, and hosted by Michelle Thomas and Ashley Wineland with the mentoring partnership of Southwestern Pennsylvania. Our music is Cheery Monday by Kevin MacLeod. 
Special thank yous to Kristen Allen and the Mentoring Partnership team. Thank you to Charlene Alexander-Joseph. For more information about us and mentoring, take a look at this episode's show notes and visit the Mentoring Partnerships website at www.mentoringpittsburgh.org.